I wish you were obsequious. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the ABC Horrorcast. This is the Creative Town Podcast, brought to you by us over at ABCHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. You're so cool, Jackson. I can't stand it. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who only wants demented madmen running around in ski masks hacking up young virgins. It's Mark. Hi, guys. <laughs> Very big. For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched 1985's Fright Night, which was a Jake pick, and we will dive all the way into that real soon. And when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it, which means we'll be spoiling about 40 to 55% of the remake of Fright Night as well from 2011. Don't, so fair warning on both of those counts. Don't big league me and like that. <laughs> and hey, we have a Patreon going right now, but we are not where your money should be going. So as it has been for over a year, all of our Patreon proceeds are still going to Feeding America. So if you want to get your money to a better place than our dumbasses, but still get some fun perks for your troubles, you can go over to patreon.com slash A to Z horror. That's A-T-O-Z horror and support the show at your level of choosing. And if you can't do that or just don't want to right now, that's cool. We just appreciate you being here, hanging out with us. But do do something you can for someone who needs it. We continue to use Black Lives matters.card.co as a good list of ways you can help fight systemic racial injustice. And if you need a little escapism, hopefully you can just have some fun in the horror world with us for at least the next little bit. And boys, you know what that means. It's time to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears, but not before I comment on what a good job I just did there. That's the first time in months without an error. I was actually I was gonna say that felt faster than normal. And that was and that was with <laughs> us uh skylarking in the background and trying to stifle laughter over you inevitably saying doo-doo, which continues yep. to be funny. You have to do it at this point. <laughs> it's part of the bit. Yeah. Congratulations, Jack. Thank you, buddy. You should feel and, good about uh, yourself. Well, I do, uh, until this part, because I don't have a beer for fear this time around. <laughs> so here's what happened. Oh, God. I, Mark said, let's do it at 7 p.m. tonight on Friday. And I said, sure, thinking that meant 4 p.m. my time. It didn't. It meant 3 p.m. my time on a work day. Thought I had like a little bit of time to get things going. So I did not have time to go to the store. I was off by an hour. I have some PBRs, and I'm drinking on a lovely whiskey ginger ale. No justification for either. It's just what I've got. I mean... 3 p.m. on an island Friday in the summer. Yeah. You should be like seven deep, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I kid. Don't drink that much, kids. Unless you're in Hawaii. And then maybe drink that much. If you're on vacation. Permanently. But just like don't always drink that much. It's bad for your health. Just only something. Well, PSA, we never covered this. Drinking can have adverse effects. Edfects. I see. I can't talk. See what I'm talking about? Look at me. But also don't like fetishize it so much to the point that like you never drink and then when you do drink you just binge drink like that's bad too. That's bad too. So you know, yeah, drink, I avoid drink that by moderation. binge drinking yeah, all the time. Look at what the Europeans the do. Look at what the Europeans do. Do that. <laughs> yeah, you're doing too much. Pop down. <laughs> okay, Jake. Why don't we go to you? What are you? What are your beers for these fears? Those fears being fright night. Uh, I guess it's a forfeit for me. It well, it was a bit of a hard movie to beer, so it's I don't know the forfeit. Could have been a worse movie to forfeit, I guess. I, I think yeah. this is a kind of a hard movie to beer. In hindsight, I think that a cider might have been an okay play. You could have like worked it into how he's always eating fruit in this movie. Like every scene, he's eating fruit. Think about that. 
That could have worked. You could have done that. I did not. Very observational of you. I went with a Woodland Empire beer. The three of us offline have talked about this one among some of our other friends. This one got me because not only does it say the word night, that's not really the play. It's called We Saw the Night. It's a mixtape IPA by Woodland Empire here. This has a very 80s aesthetic to it. So it? it does to me. I Jack can't see. He's too far If away. only we He's had a way of posting photos. Of I our say. Beers. See, the funny thing is, I say I'm going to do that, and, and I have taken never, pictures, and then they like do. don't end up on my camera reel for some reason. It's funny how that happens. It's isn't funny it, how that happens. <laughs> this is Jack. 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 This is. You remember the thing we talked about with the cold IPA trend or not trend? This is a cold IPA. Oh Christ! Let's see how it goes. They call it a Euro <laughs> IPA, but that's the same thing as a cold IPA fledgling it's trend anyway i'm drinking we saw the night by woodland empire they, they they see the night they go to that club they dance around the lights look like this oh my god that club scene all right mark what about you what are you drinking this week i did not have as uh hard a time bearing this movie i know that beer. i don't like that selection by the way um i am drinking a vicious mosquito uh by eh. uh sun river brewing up in oregon i mean pretty obvious they're mosquitoes uh Vampires both suck blood. Vampires are often referred to as mosquitoes in other movies, not this one, but you get it. He's a vicious mosquito. He's a vicious bloodsucker. Eh. Yeah, there you go. But he's a viciously sexy man. Dude, <laughs> he is voracious. has some charisma. Woof. Yeah. I mean, not really. I, <laughs> but that, he has the but, movie. Yo. The movie wants me to believe he does. It's like exactly. watching the closer. However, it's so immersive that you do. Yeah, I'm, I'm. <laughs> it has that whole like moviness to it. It has that eighty moviness to it that you'd know damn well in real life that guy would not look be charismatic or look charismatic. But in this movie land, dude is enthralling. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah, dude, Kay. I'm riding that train. I'm riding that Chris Sarandon. You're train riding all that day. train. Oh Kay. yeah. <laughs> Well, I like it. I don't have a way to close out here except to do a PSA for whiskey gingers. These are delightful. I forget about whiskey gingers. It's a delightful cocktail. What would you like to name your cocktail to salvage your uh, your night here? Yeah, the drunken Muppet. You put me on the spot. I panicked. Jesus Christ! Remember when I actually come up with something like related to the movie? No, I panicked. I'm in I'm all discombobulated over here. I actually crafted a cocktail for one of our episodes and got eviscerated. Well, okay, sort of. So I did. I lost. If Jack didn't lose for this one, I'm just throwing that out there. Here we go. But I, <laughs> I made a new cocktail for the Love Witch, and I got last. That was whack. I still have a soft spot there. Tender part. <laughs> now, ordinarily on the podcast, boys, this is where we talk about what else has been rocking our horror world. Like for me, the remake of uh, of Fright Night, but. As we record this, it's uh, before the first of the month. It's like June 25th. Yeah, this will come out in August. Yeah, exactly. As you are listening to this, it's probably (laughs) August 15th. Uh, So we're going to talk about HRR, the Horror Release Roundup, where we collect every horror movie we're able to find coming out over the course of the next month and round them all up for you over at the website, A to Z Horror. This time it's A-Z-Horror.com. You can find the full list we're able to find, as well as a link to all the trailers and a blurb about all of them from us. But here on the podcast, we're just going to talk about a top one, a bottom one, and a dark horse pick. I want to start with bottom ones, and I want to start with me. Cool. I want to talk about how the new Resident Evil Infinite Darkness movie does not look good like all the Resident Evil movies. It you, looks you like something that Resident Evil fans are probably going to like. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't exactly. know. Well, yeah, but I think Resident Evil fans are dumb. Okay, like this is a great take. <laughs> so now you're just starting beef. 
<laughs> I'm starting beef. Look, these aren't good movies. They haven't been good movies. They've put no more effort into this one. There's just a group of people that watches them because they're called Resident Evil. Spirits um, within. And this one appears to fit no, right into that fantasy. mold. Shit. I'm not excited about this movie. It doesn't look good. I mean, it's a weird it's a weird fight to pick. It's an animated movie that has a very niche audience. I agree with you. It's not my scene. But yeah, okay. <laughs> you don't want to see just, Leon fight some zombies or something? I could not follow. They the just feel lazy. Look, they just feel la- like wasted potential to me. And this one's in what there. potential? Um, what potential is being wasted here? <laughs> it's the same can, fucking they thing. Make, <laughs> they're just making. There are very cool animated movies that the and like the Resident Evil lore isn't wholesale stupid. You could do cool, creative things. Instead, all of these feel like a lazy shitting out of the same stuff you expect to see. Oh, God. This is a weird one. Jake, what about you? What's your bottom one? He, I, wanted, he wanted to throw to himself so that he could get so that he take could go out, out with just as a reminder. Starting beefs with Resident Evil fans because they're dumb. Yeah, let that linger not? for a moment before I go into mine. Uh, I went with the Forever Purge. Which is also a trash take. I don't I don't want this content though. Like it, it's a very personal pick. I don't think that people who like the purge are dumb. I just don't want something about a collapsing United States. I don't need it right now. Okay, I do not. I don't <laughs> need more lived, of this IP. Goddammit, it. It. we've been living through it. Yeah, wait. I, this, I I want escapism. Wait, I've been on this train. Wait ten years so that we can so that the country is collapsing for a different reason. And then we can go back and watch this movie about it collapsing for, you know, something in the past, and then we'll be okay with it. It's like, you know that video? I think there's probably a billion of these, but you know those things where it's like someone that's continuously stumbling, but they never actually hit the ground? Are you suggesting that that's what this country is? Yeah. Maybe. I, I'm that's suggesting the that's what scenario. almost every nation state in the world is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this one in particular. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I don't want it. I also yeah, like that you think there's an entire genre of videos where people are stumbling excessively but not falling. I think over. there's probably one. Like stumble. Yeah, I'd like only. to touch on that too. I think there's one like <laughs> gif of that, but not a genre of video. I don't know. I just didn't want to say that there's one, and then you guys be like, "Sir, there's a whole thing," and I was like, "Okay." So I just I went the other way, and that was wrong too. Fuck me. Uh, the, look, this movie certainly doesn't look good. I don't think wrong. any of the All recent of Purge movies have been like good, but they've been kind of. Fun action movies, very exactly. stupid, but like gorier action movies, which I'm kind of into sometimes. I'm not going to pick on one of the like really entry level movies. That's fair. If you want to put it that way. And this one is the least enticing to me. Of the big budget blockbusters, I could see yeah. how that makes the cut. As like, I guarantee I'm not going to watch this. And therefore, it's my bottom one. I'm not excited for it. That's I, what this is about. It's not like I think this looks the worst. It's I am the least excited for this. I am very yeah. much excited for all Purge movies. They are, I mean, frankly, they're just phenomenal escapism. Um, Jesus, what? <laughs> they're really good. The, they they the, followed a very similar trajectory to the Saw movies, though, where the first one was like legitimately great and cool and thoughtful. And then the rest are like, eh. And then the, yeah, and fun. then the and then the sequels were just like, so we're not going to copy any of the atmosphere or creativity of the first one. We just like scary masks and violence. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they got worse and worse over time. The first purge, whatever that was, two years ago, was like an okay reentry. I'm actually kind of impressed with the creative angle they're taking on this one. Yeah, where there's a, like a group of you know 
terrorists, essentially, that are just declaring the purge a permanent thing and being outside of the law. The question I have... People that might storm the Capitol for quote-unquote patriotic reasons. So that's the thing that I think is funny. That's the line that I'm very intrigued by in this movie. The, The government in the purge universe... And possibly other universes are is incredibly like highly oriented toward violence against like the underprivileged and minorities, and then the people who are rebelling against that government in this movie also seem to be carbon copies <laughs> of that yeah. like methodology. So it's, I don't really understand why they don't just align. It's like if the Capitol riot had happened while Trump was still in office, <laughs> sort of, and then and then people like seceded from the U.S. in order to. Be more do the same cons- thing. Do, the do US exactly was doing. the same thing. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. <laughs> it just—I mean—that part doesn't really make any sense. But also, cool masks and violence. So I'm in. All right, Mark. What about you? What's your bottom one then, smart guy? I picked Great White. I don't think this necessarily qualifies as like super low budget. So I felt okay picking on it. Sure. Um, if look, if you're gonna be a movie, hey Mark, wait, that- hey Mark, hey Mark. What's this movie about? <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't you know it? There's there's a great white shark and it's attacking people. And in I a movie releasing crashed, in July, they're <laughs> they're plane crashed near a a boat rack or something. I don't look. If you're gonna be one of three dozen shark attack movies, do something new. Do yeah. do one thing that's new. Don't just throw a bunch of hotties in the water and have them get picked off. One. I will one say one or many sharks crashing a plane near a sunken boat is. <laughs> a thing. I, I, I'm super. I, I want to know how that comes up. They're just like, oh no, our plane crashed. Hey, is that a boat? No, it's sunken. Okay, well, here we go. Here's our movie. <laughs> I. <laughs> what does the sunken boat have to do with anything? Synopsis? I don't feel great about this one either. I have a little bit of a low key bottom one for the month of July. Like it's Midsummer Banger. Send like that's what this month should be, and I don't feel like there's a lot here. Yeah, it it is really interesting. There's no. We had like. In June, we had like multiple June is better. huge budget, absolute bangers. But here in July, there's not any one standout name. People needed to get their movies out, man. They were all like really needing to, you know, blow their loads after COVID. I mean, yeah. I disagree I with this take. The Purge is a huge movie. My top one is a huge movie. Okay. There's, there's enough. Well, there's fodder. Your we'll top there. one there's, is there's a huge first movie. First, we got to talk about eight movies coming well, okay. out. Okay. Okay. Then I guess the problem is most of the the quote-unquote bangers this month don't interest me at all because your top one is not for me. My top one is for everybody. It's for is everyone, huh? The purge? No, my top one no. is not The Purge. We'll get to it. Okay. Okay. Well, let's move. Before we do, let's talk about Dark Horse Picks. I went with Fear Street, which is coming out on Netflix, mostly just because I'm fascinated by the release structure of that's, it. That's oh, a big budget banger. We can talk about this release structure for a minute. Yeah, so I love this it. is like... What this is like a teenagers find some ancient evil in their small town. Yeah, right? it's, it's gotta, Netflix teenager, but for the whole fan, for really anyone horror. I mean, they're literally using characters from Stranger Things, not characters, but actors that are in Stranger Things. I think she just has like a an ongoing contract with them where she just gets to be in every single movie they make. Sounds like a great deal. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I got a more of a Pennywise type vibe out of this, where it's like recurring. It comes back every three thousand eight hundred and twenty seven days, or whatever the fuck number they throw out in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I think they said like I, I I don't remember what they said, but some amount of time, right? <clears throat> yeah. And it's it's coming out in three chunks over the course of July. Mm-hmm. 
one set in the 90s, one yeah. set like the 70s, the 70s, and one set in 78. the Middle Ages. 16. 78 <laughs> and 16, 1994, 1978, and 1666. So, Charles. like the Renaissance, yeah. Okay. The Renaissance. <laughs> Dude, what? I don't know. When was the Renaissance? Not was 1600s. Jesus, when was the Renaissance? Much earlier. Was oh, it? God, yes, dude. Okay. What? We are not art historians. Oh, my God. I better be uh, right about this. All right. <laughs> so in 1600s, Salem witch trials, dude. Was it? The yeah. first The first colonies in the United States were like 1650. When yeah. was Roanoke? Salem witch trials were late 1600s. Later, I think. Wasn't it? Oh, God, this we're getting an A to Z horror, no one knows history, content. history corner. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, this is A to Z horror fails at history Yeah, cast. this is A to Z horror frantically Googles when the Renaissance was and when the Salem Rich Trials was and when Roanoke was. And also what Either was way, Roanoke. I think it's very weird that it's like hundreds of years ago and then 20 years apart or 10 years apart for the last... You Wait, well, was close by 30 years. No, so. that's Salem Witch Trials. Oh, God, I have to do the Renaissance too, you fuckers. <laughs> You you only we knew that when the Salem Rich trials. Uh, no, don't don't play that shit with me. You you unbelievable. knew unbelievable. You unbelievable. knew unbelievable. Fucking um, knew this guy. Anyway, I think this looks it, like the, the structure is cooler than when it began in thirteen hundred. Oh, Jake Medici over here. <laughs> Medici, huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Whatever. Lo- let's talk about Jake? Fear Street. Let's talk about Fear Street. This is unreal. Uh, I think it's weird that. Two are coming out within 10 years of each other. Like, the two sure. settings are within 10 years of each other, and one's in 1600. The other thing I think is weird is they're on F-I-E-R Street in the trailer, which is like, why? Uh, why then eh. why why call it Fear Street? Like, that? I don't think that's... They think it's a pun, but it's not SEO. I mean, it's R.L. Stein doing R.L. Stein things. Yeah. Leave it be. <laughs> so, yeah. I want to talk more about the release structure here. I think it's brilliant. Fascinating. I think it's brilliant, too. I'm actually conflicted about this one, okay? So I like the idea, and I read something super recently that compared basically like the shelf life when most of the views happen for a Netflix property as compared to the other primary streaming services, so your Amazons and your Disneys, and Netflix is instantaneous. Their cycles are like two weeks long. (laughs) So I feel like they know what they're doing. They definitely know what they're doing. It's their own damn fault. Their yeah, well, they're playing is- right into it. It's like they know they're smart at business or something, and I should really like that, but I kind of am put off. off that. I, I just don't want to have to think about that. I want to like watch the trailer and be like, I'm interested in this horror thing, not Netflix, you smart business people, you, and I'm kind of in the middle. It's like they're really good at it, but I don't like how good they are at manipulating me. Exactly. It's like marketing works and business and all that stuff is it's all mind dangerous. control, man. Yeah. Consume. Yeah. Smoke. Anyway, <laughs> I was more intrigued by the release structure than I was excited by the trailer, but it's my dark horse because I think it's cool and I will absolutely be watching it. Sure. Um, Jake, cool. I got Jake, what about cool. you? What's your dark horse? Great. Pick? Yeah, bear with me. I'm on my fucking laptop and it takes forever to scroll. I went with a classic horror story. There's another Netflix what? property. It takes forever to scroll on my laptop. The... Trackpad's slow. Whatever. <laughs> I had to get down to the note, man. He lives his left a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> yeah, Jack, just relax, <laughs> dude. You're the one wearing the banana shirt. Just fucking chill out, okay? I'm wearing a banana shirt. Yeah, you need to go back to it's island time. Happy Aloha Friday, buddy. God, you're talking about how I'm going too slow. I went with a classic horror story. It's uh, going to be coming out on Netflix on July 14th. This one looks weird. It looks super weird. And it's doing a thing that I think is kind of curious in the trailer where it's calling you towards something that 
meta horror movies that have commentary and subvert the genre would do. But I'm not sure that it's that type of movie. It might just be really fucking weird. And if you're going to say something like, quote, think you've seen it before, look again, and it's look, not genre it's subversion, trope subversion shit, if it's literally just we made a weird thing, that is going to be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm definitely going to watch it. I just don't know if it's going to be any good. Also, doesn't this one also come out on Netflix? I literally said this twice, actually. I wasn't listening. No shit. <laughs> so third time, Netflix, July 14th. Uh, final thing to say, the cabin in this trailer looks super cool to me. It looks like they took, they specifically took scenes from other, I mean, a lot of times Netflix movies, Mm -hmm. but also just horror movies in general and recreated them for this movie so that they could then make a horror movie featuring a bunch of scenes from other horror movies. I don't know what they're doing. It's, I think they're just making a weird thing. I'm excited for it. I'm going to watch it. It's on Netflix. Jack? What? Are you just playing music over there? What the hell is that? It's I, The window's open. It's really hot. Jack, how long, you know, plus or minus two weeks, how long until you're a parrot head? What's a carrot head? Par- parrot with a P. Oh, never? Plus? Great. This is a dumb joke. You got to play along, okay? I don't even know what a parrot a Jimmy head Buffett is. fan. A Jimmy Buffett oh, fan. Oh, I already am a parrot head. Dude, Jimmy Buffett I don't, rules. I don't, Unironically, okay. Jimmy Buffett fucking rules. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett as a person is cool. I like him generally. I do not like his music, and I do not like the throngs of people that follow him. I mean, see, I try to be. Fucking listen to this guy. They're fascinating. Think about watch. how well our Twister fucking podcast is going to go with someone with this much, this little joy in their heart. I'm going to go definitely put on at least one Hawaiian shirt for that, <laughs> just so I can match. Definitely subscribe Should to Patreon so you Hawaiian can hear us talk about. Episode? I don't have a Hawaiian shirt. I am not in my house. I yeah, but is I have a bunch Hawaiian of Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, they won't a, fit me. I think they will. They're like kind of stretchy. Sh- short sleeve button up collared shirt with bananas I'm, on it. Is this a Hawaiian shirt? You're in Hawaii. You're in Hawaii, and you're wearing a shirt with bananas. It's a Hawaiian shirt. You <laughs> also so bought it in Hawaii. Categorically, it's, it's a Hawaiian true. shirt. Mine was a classic horror story. What's yours, Mark? <laughs> it was behind the sightings. Um, yeah, this is fucking. I this is talk about escapism. Take me back to a simpler time, dude. <laughs> so this movie came out in 2016. We talked about it in one of our original, I think October, yeah, of 2016 HRRs. Um, God, and they put out a new trailer in 2021 and now they're i think officially releasing as far as i can tell i've been trying to find this one recently like within the last eight months or so because for whatever reason it just sort of like stuck in my craw as something that was oddly fascinating and at the time we were all kind of tired of the clown sightings well by the way this is about that clown sighting phenomenon that was happening in like west virginia or north carolina it was everywhere yeah east coast Um, if you watch the local news it was a fucking epidemic (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) People dressing up as clowns and terrorizing humans. I wish that was what was on the news, dude. That's why I want to see this. Um, so <laughs> this is a mock, like a fake documentary style found footage thing about that. It actually has very much like Houses October built vibes uh, in the newer trailer. So I don't know. I th- Maybe. The whole release schedule of this is intriguing enough, but alongside that is this kind of interesting concept that almost immediately fell by the wayside and i don't know it's right up my alleyway as far as like what content i like as far as the found footage it's, and like fake documentary stuff it's kind of funny that you mentioned houses october built because didn't houses october built have a weird thing in that they made the movie and then basically like remade it again within like a year and that was the houses october built that we saw but it was 
something similar to what you seem to be suggesting. I don't think they remade any part of this movie. I think they, they... I remember those scenes, but they're scenes of clowns in forests. So you know. yeah, I think. Well, I the you might have watched the trailer I had in there originally. I have now. I've since replaced it with the 2021 trailer. Oh, I should watch that. So maybe. the original trailer is still out there. too. I'm gonna watch you that. You guys continue talking. But the newer trailer, <laughs> the the original trailer is much more like newscasters being like, "What is this new crazy Exa- phenomenon?" Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Wait, and did you say all this? No. Okay, I was about to be like, I wasn't listening. <laughs> That would have been a great callback. Well, yeah. Jesus. And then uh, <laughs> I like taking the, the just newer so much trailer. time out anyway to say you weren't listening or to say you would have said you weren't listening. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, oh my god. The newer trailer. Yeah, just because you weren't listening doesn't mean you just Oh, I'm not you... I'm definitely not listening now, so you don't have to explain this to me. <sighs> <Okay>. Fine, <laughs> whatever. Um the newer trailer goes a lot heavily a lot more heavily into like the sort of found footage aspects of it and like clowns doing creepy shit type side of things. I'm very intrigued by this movie and why it took four years to come out, and I'm excited to be able to actually get to see it now. Fuck is it? Yeah. Very, very interesting pick. Let's move on to top ones, um, and I believe that I'm going first. I picked Old uh, as my top one um, (laughs) of the month. Oh, you mean another big budget banger? You sound convinced. This, well, I I couldn't remember which tab it was in. Um, It's really slow to scroll, Jake. (laughs) <laughs> my computer's slow to switch tabs uh it's the same brand as your computer so you'll understand uh this is a movie where uh, a family goes on vacation and there's a beach that's like weird twilight zoney aging up rapidly like big budget but very strange concept i'm very excited for this movie they age rapidly yeah we're back to yes. a, i'm gonna jump in because it's my top one as well um we're back to a place where like I mean, I, I would say that a, Sha- a Shyamalan release always carried some weight. There were just some dark years there. I think we're back there to a place some where... very dark years. I, I do think we're back to a place where it's just exciting. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah, I mean, this looks like a, a good movie, and Jack, you mentioned it. It has very like a very Twilight zone premise. I think there is some high degree of difficulty for these actors, oh, the yeah. ones that play like five-year-old kids who have just aged to be like in their 20s. That is going to be a tough thing to do, and notably, one of the main actors is Alex Wolf, who was yeah. the, the like son hereditary. From hereditary. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just I, I look. I'm looking forward to this. That is literally my only like slight fear is that it might be difficult for them to play the roles that they need to play because it's a sure. it's a weird one. It takes some range. I mean, I don't foresee any Tom Hanks and big style performances, so. I mean, if we got Tom Hanks in big style performances every time we turned on the TV, then we'd be much better off as a yeah, society. I'm aware. You know? I'm just saying my that's my bar. What, what would, would a scarcity well, Mark, free society look like in that's that? That's my bar. Yeah, or would all 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 value lose its meaning? Like yeah, all, exactly. all good things just cease. I'm excited for this movie. It's my top one. It is a big budget banger. It was the only one that stood out to me. It's a really good trailer too. Like they tell you they it's, they show yeah. me enough weird shit to get me really interested. I know nothing about what's going on in it. Very yeah. interested. I do think it was kind of funny that the the mom, I guess, the main mom was like I think the trailer starts saying, "Can you believe I found this online?" It's like, "Yeah, fucking of course I can believe that." <laughs> Don't ask stupid questions. <laughs> what did you Google? Cool beaches near me? People say there are no Yeah, people say there are no dumb questions. That is a dumb fucking question. <laughs> Even if it's rhetorical, I don't give a shit. It's a little bit of everything all the time, Jake. <laughs> Oh, I think it's also God. worth calling out. I can't remember the last movie that was directed, produced, and written by M. Night, and this one is all three. Of oh, we should again. take a trip. 
back to was see the, how bad that movie was. Was it The Visit? I think it might did have been he the write visit. direct? Did he write that? I didn't think he wrote the screenplay for The Visit. Maybe he didn't. I just wanted to talk about The Visit because that movie was really fucking good. It, dude, it was, was really. Good. It was probably like Lady in the Water. I like. Jesus I am Christ. the lone defender of Lady in the Water. Maybe we should review that sometime. So I don't even I understand what you're talking death. about, then, Mark. You're gonna have yeah, to pick. What it. are you even talking about? With like, there was a rough period there. Are you just talking about Avatar: The Last Airbender? You're gonna have to pick it. Well, Did yeah, he have the a dark rough period? period? Would have been like Lady in the Water, The Village, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Do you have another one in there? The Village wasn't that bad. The Happening. The, the Happening, happening. Was in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah, like that too. You liked all of his rough periods. Also, Glass was abject horseshit. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Mark likes wrong. them all, dude. Just Glass wrong. is a very bad film. Oh God, he likes them all. <laughs> Devil was mixed in there. That was a pretty good movie. This is the Jesus. M. Night oh, De- he, did, he only like produced Devil. I don't think he wrote oh, or directed right? it. I think yeah, yeah. I think we talked about that when we reviewed that movie. Do you remember reviewing that movie, Jack? I sure do, buddy. You <laughs> and me. <laughs> One of the a classic Mark and Jack episodes. Dude, he he wrote like all these movies. For the record, I think he almost always gets a writing credit. Yeah, he he wrote the visit. I mean, every one of these is yes, yes, yes to all of it. I think he just, wrote, I think he directed, just produced. In. The last one that he didn't do all three on was Devil, which he only produced. And then before that, the last one that he didn't do all three on was Stuart Little, which he only wrote. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> like see that on that? his fucking Wikipedia page. <laughs> Wow. I need I need to see a matrix of like all of the titles and then like across the top is written directly. Of all the movies that Shyamalan Yeah, of all the movies that M. Night's been involved in, there are only three that he has not directed. The three are She's All That, Great movie. Stuart Little, and okay. Devil. Also good. <laughs> the but for the and for the record, the the dark period began with the village and then went Lady in the Water, The Happening, The Last Airbender, and Devil. I think. So That's just a, cut the devil off from that because the devil's pretty good. I think it's still considered part it's of the just devil. It's and just, then he the, made, just I, devil. I think honestly, sorry, it, devil. It really, it really wouldn't even. Don't be you that. talk about the use of the word "the" to me, sir? <laughs> if I'm talking about it, you know it's bad. Yeah, it is. Bad. It wouldn't have even really been a dark period had the last Airbender not been in there. But that movie is a war crime. <laughs> that, yeah, that movie, that movie might should be punishable of, under the Geneva Convention. Yeah, that movie's I, I'm one of the worst things ever put to film. I'm sticking with the genre films, I suppose, and I think that devil is still considered it might be like the the curve is starting on its upward trajectory again and then the visit happened and he was back yeah so that was that seemed like a substantial amount of time there that was a long time the village and lady in the water both really suck and the happenings a joke see and i i thought the village was eh but i didn't think it was as bad as everyone else did i hated it's so boring is the problem with it yeah it is pretty boring it's not as bad as the happening though no, but it's also not as funny as the happening. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about what Mark's uh, <laughs> top one is. My top one is Escape Room 2 Electric Boogaloo slash Escape Say the Room actual Tournament subtitle. of Champions. So stupid. Yeah. Fuck. What a fucking banger. This there is, is a better be. escape movie this month. <laughs> there is. Meander looks cool, too. It looks cool. Meander looks very cool. It doesn't look very good, but it looks cool. Wrong. I like concept. Concept. There's... I Look, I can't help... That my barely functional brain thinks that this movie is going to be an abject yeah. banger. And look, they added lasers. They added quicksand. Hey, they added a lady who can't feel physical pain. It's great. This is going to be fantastic. Look, look this Guys, it's look. July. This yeah. is exactly okay. what I need yes. in my life. Yes, and for <laughs> as the person whose New Year like horror resolution thing was just like watch more dumb shit that helps me escape from the horrors of the reality of our world this fits right in there and I'm still not excited for it. So I think there's a line somehow. That's just you fighting back against your own. I am always resolution. in internal conflict, Mark. I understand. It's that. a war inside of me. 
Yeah. Did yeah. they tell. say why the woman can't feel pain? Is it just SEPA? Like, what, what? Did they say why she can't feel pain? I assume she was shot in the head as a child and the bullet lodged itself Jesus in her medulla Christ. oblongata and it's slowly working her way <laughs> down and it will this? kill her eventually. But in the meantime, she's decided to build a nuclear submarine and try and threaten the world and get a bunch of money. And then James Bond comes and kills her in the third Pierce Brosnan movie. You ran out of breath there. <laughs> I did. Remember that villain? Um, that forgotten villain in the Bond franchise? I got, I got a lot to say about the Bond the world franchise, is not enough? too. I think that was. Uh, man, there, there are, uh, s- there are, are so done? few good movies in the James Bond series. Is Has this been episode whatever of the AZ Horcast? <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> bye. I don't have anything. Uh, well, that's not true. I mean, I feel like this has been a long HRR. I don't have a lot. Well, that's because we spent about 10% of the time talking about HRR and about 90% of the time. I want to talk about Hail to the Deadites. I couldn't fit it into any of my three. It certainly wasn't going to be in bottom one, but this appears to be a very, very lovingly made uh, like documentary about the Evil Dead series. I'm yeah, really it seems like the one on this. Tom Savini. Yeah, uh, which I, I mean, I fucking loved and was fascinated by uh, Smoke and Mirrors. Was that the Tom Savini documentary? Uh, I think, that's, I think right. that's the right name. Might be wrong, though. I don't know. The one on Tom Savini. Um, but uh, hail to the deadites! I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I obviously we've all read a lot about the series and talked about a lot of the lore that like exists on the internet. I'm very hopeful this documentary like gets way more into all of that stuff because I'm really interested by it. I'm just generally in favor of more of these like documentaries that are about horror in general. They're almost always interesting and fascinating. To Do you me, consider so. the Conjuring one to be that? It's coming out this month. The I don't real, think that's a like, documentary as much as I think that's one of those fake documentaries. You think it's it a documentary? Yeah, that would be a lot better. I, I mean, I put, I pictured it as like exactly what you see on the Travel Channel. Yeah, it's it's very shows. ghost huntery. Uh, I was almost hell? certain this was a narrative movie. Yeah, I thought so too. It has an absolutely absurd name. Unrest. Any what is it? Unrest. The, the sleepless. Un- it markets the sleepless unrest colon the real conjuring home. Yeah, the sleepless home. unrest. Can it just be fuck? a house at this point? Isn't a home doesn't a home imply that there's like some level of like touchy feely goodness there? Jake also just looking at the IMDb description of the movie. It says the the world famous house that inspired the conjuring has recently been sold and is now open to paranormal investigations with special access, a small Oh uh, shit, this isn't a documentary and then. Paranormal investigators. Yeah, this is in no way. Oh a fuck. I watched that trailer. go through that trailer and imagine that you're me and you, you think that that's just supposed to that's just like a travel channel documentary. <laughs> I was so pissed. <laughs> fuck. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, this is a narrative film. Okay. What else are we interested in? What else do you want to shout out real I quick? I got I got one other that definitely should belong in the dark horse category, which is Dakra. Yep. Yep, thank you. This is a Tunisian movie? Tunisian, yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely never seen a movie from Tunisia before. I don't recall the last movie we saw that was in Arabic. It's a fucking cool language. Yeah. It <laughs> is agree. a very cool language. Um, I mean, I, the thing about movies from places that I've never been to and where I've never seen movies from is you almost always get these interesting like tidbits of filmmaking that kind of come in that you haven't seen before. And sometimes that can spell like, absolutely great scenes absolutely like super memorable stuff that sticks with you so um i'm excited for this one i hope it's uh relatively available and out there and you know people see it and talk about it because and it's it's interesting watching these movies in a language where like not even the structure of a person's phrase you can't glean anything from that right <laughs> it's not like, latin based I, 
when we watched Baskin, it was like, I don't know if that was like, I just have no, there's absolutely no information I can get from hearing the sounds a person is speaking. It's really or, cool. Yeah. Even when they like say a person's name and that's their only line of dialogue. And then you just see it says the person's name on there. Like that is not even close to how I would have pronounced that. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, so I, I think it looks really cool. Um, the only other one I wanted to call out was The Nest. I wasn't that excited by the trailer, but holy shit, I want this to be a cool movie. It's not going uh, to. I'm sorry. I hope it's a poorly made trailer, but man, it looks rad <laughs> as hell. It's a great concept. The, what, parasites in a teddy bear? I'm fucking insane. Parasites in a teddy bear that make you mentally unwell and give you separation anxiety. <laughs> yep. I, I, I mean, it's I a mean, great it's, concept. It's, it's also guaranteed to be a parable for the loss of a child or something, right? I don't know exactly what they're going, but it's an allegory for something. Yeah. Settlers also looks cool. Seems but whorish, but there's a movie Settlers coming out called Settlers. does look cool. That's, that's the people on Mars, right? Yeah, it's yeah. basically Terraforming Mars, the board game, but, you know, there's people and they kill each other and shit. The problem with that is, like, why would I watch that when The Martian's still out and I could just go watch that? Why would I watch that when I can so play Terraforming Mars? <laughs> All right. Feature presentation. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Whimper. 37 minutes. Wow. Yikes almighty. Over at easyhorde.com this week, we watched 1985's Fright Night. Now, Jake, you picked this movie. Explain yeah. why. Uh, It's a classic, and sometimes when we're going through our... our uh, Whatever Stages selections, I I need to throw one of those in because we get shit like the forest, and when we have five of those, we need something that offsets. <laughs> we need a classic. We There's... haven't reviewed it yet. That's why I picked it. All right, fair enough. I take it you'd seen it before. Yeah, a few times. I think this is probably let's say third for sure. I've probably seen it four times, but third. This movie is kind of in a Round weird down. space because it is like geared towards a slightly younger audience but also rated r is it? so it's kind of it's in a weird space i don't know that i would say this is geared towards a younger audience dude I, why I would you say like that what makes you say no that? other group of people that could identify with that horse shit protagonist i i'm kind of what like, one of the central themes of this is being awkward in high school which doesn't seem like it skews older yeah i <laughs> this is a high school movie yeah for sure i guess I feel like it's you can go to rated R movies now, movie. I also feel like you, I don't know. I wasn't alive at the time, so this is a, a trash take for me. Don't listen to it. But I also feel like people didn't care as much about rated R movies in the 1980s. Sure. Uh, this Okay, so if we're going to pinpoint this, this is probably like a late teens to mid-20s movie is your target demographic. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. High school seniors. Absolutely. Notably, but, the love interest in this movie was fucking 27 when they filmed, so that's cool. She looks every bit of 27. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a slight, Either dude. Way. We're fucking in our 30s. That's young. She's, she's Steve Buscemi in the in not another teen movie being oh. like, hello, fellow teenagers. No, nah, dude, he's like 70 <laughs> in that shit. Uh, I, this is one of the my blind spot classics. I'd never sat down and watched this start to finish. Seen a bunch of scenes from this, but I've never watched this movie start to finish. Yo. Yeah. I have never seen this either, uh, and I've only seen the 2011 remake. Which, oh, wow. You're welcome. Uh, I, I, had I also seen, want to talk about. 
I have welcome. seen every every special effects scene in this movie. Yeah. I've seen at some point. Well, the, uh, the, that's what you should see from this movie, to be honest. But yeah, still a classic. Um, <laughs> I had seen only the Chris Sarandon and what's her name dance sequence. Oh my god! I'd seen the, the nightclub scene. I'd only seen that eleven-minute nightclub scene. <laughs> the worst part of the whole movie. Before any of the cool shit happened. Mark was like, just, "Why'd you pick this?" <laughs> just on loop as a gif, as a six-minute-long oh, gif Jesus. of them just dancing and grinding on the floor. <laughs> She's supposed to be like a seventeen-year-old. It's creepy as fuck. It's so weird. It's, it's yeah. Put a pin I in mean, it. We'll come all back. Right. Jake, you picked this movie. You know what that means. You have to hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. Charlie Brewster thinks his new neighbor is a vampire. No one believes him. It's the classic tale as old as time type situation. But guess what? He obviously is. They have to get a ragtag team involving his girlfriend, a really weird kid at high school, and this TV personality vampire killer to try to go and figure out how to deal with this vampire. Eventually, people start to believe him when he basically, like, wrecks Charlie's house, abducts his girlfriend, and they have to go into the house and figure out a way to kill him. Eventually, they do. He dies by sunlight, which so many, so many vampires do. Time. I mean, yeah. It's kind of what happens. It's a very basic movie. <laughs> that that's, that's turned into obs- a PSA about vampire skin health at the end. <laughs> but also, so they many, say most so many vampires fall victim Melanoma, to- you know? It's like... <laughs> My God! Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I don't think you missed anything. Um, I mean, I did, we, but they were chosen to be left out. Like oh, the so night rehearsed scene. is what you're saying. You missed what? the nightclub scene. Um, I, I really, yeah, I didn't go in. Mm. Which is most of what I will remember this movie for from now on. Before having seen this movie start to finish, I thought of the cool special effects. Moving forward, I'm only going to think of the that pitfall. Scene. The pitfall there would have been to just t- spend too long on either Evil Ed or Peter Vincent. Mm-hmm. Both of which oh are fantastic Both characters. Absurd characters. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, we're okay. I what? We're <laughs> I see where this is going. What? <laughs> you're using. You're also using the the, the word character very loosely, Jake. <laughs> I think he's using it almost too literally, actually. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's. I agree with Mark's take. Those well, are the height t- of character acting. <laughs> it's time. Talk about what in the fuck subgenre of horror this movie fits into, except vampires, because that's mine. <laughs> Jake, is doing, Jake is doing clueless things at me. Yeah. <clears throat> He's calling me a square. He's doing the whatever major loser. Uh, He's holding the L up on his forehead. The lightning won. You saying he's singing Smash Mouth oh. at you? Oh, the I thought lightning. he was saying whatever and doing the W. But, but he did not it backwards. That. He said he's ever saying, what? He's saying that the lightning, the Tampa Bay lightning won, won game yeah. seven, no, which I is put a that thing together. that's on right now. What I was now. confused by was you saw him do what you perceived to be an E and then what you perceived to be a W and thought he was saying whatever and not ever what? You don't do the E when you do the whatever. The w, the w is just whatever. So what did you think the first part of it was? Him the being squiggle. spastic. I don't the know. Lightning bolt. You just thought he was... I can't no, keep you... up with the hand signals. That whole thing is like whatever... And then you go down, major loser, L seven weenie square something or other. There's like like there's a whole thing. So you you'd know it if you grew up seizure. in the '90s like me. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> there's a <sighs> MySpace quiz about it. What other subgenres for? <laughs> That's it. I think it's just it's just that it's just vampires. don't like I don't like how angry I'm gonna be when we start talking about this movie because of how we're gonna have to talk about Twister after this do you really hate this movie that much this is astonishing no, I didn't hate this movie that much but I hate 
what I think your take on these characters is going to be. Oh, We're just God. getting him riled. He's he's yeah, really he's just... upset that we got, managed to get him. I off mean, I already said it. I, I believe that this movie is an '80s classic. I'm throwing in '80s because it could only exist then. I'd be fine. It, with I think classic. this is a classic. I'd be fine with classic. This movie defines everything that was wrong with the '80s. And right. And also. Not everything that was wrong with the 80s. There were a lot of things wrong with the 80s that are not included in this movie. <laughs> Mark, yeah. if you look beneath, if you look at the subtext of this movie, oh, I think you'll find, the I think you'll find corporate greed and like <sighs> religious animosity dominating America in there somewhere. Yeah, definitely, actually. Yeah. And so like, what does this movie do right other than be a perfect time capsule? It is a perfect time capsule. I mean, that's that's for real, though. That's my first thing, is that I can watch this movie and like I am witnessing... One of the better examples of eight, just straight up, like in all warts and all, eighties horror, and I mean warts and all, and I think that's a good thing in this case. There's there's some movies where I just want that, and this I, is probably my favorite of the that little tiny niche. I I hate this argument because I'm going to make the argument, this exact same argument later for why Twister fucking rules, but and also- it does. <laughs> Mark, yeah, you're the one who coined this. It's a time capsule being a good thing. You know what? Argument. Fine, I'm fine with it. Okay, it's, that's a good argument. It's a good, <laughs> and it's I mean, honestly, let me extend that. It's the same thing for Evil Ed's character. No, nope. and yes, what? and for no, Peter Vincent's character. What are you talking about? They are, give you they are, they are no, absolutely absurd things. They are absolutely absurd things that Evil I, Ed has no character. I cannot believe that these exist. Evil Ed does have a character, dude. Evil, Evil Ed is an. Evil Ed is an incomprehensible sequence of actions taken by eleven different evil, humans. What, that put what evil? What Ed, what evil Ed is is a really ridiculous, <laughs> annoying yet like mind buggy voice in a mouth jacket. But he's also a bully and a nerd and getting and bullied, a loser. He's everything. And a loser and a. Like frat boy, and I don't. Th- okay, he de- he de- he definitely didn't have frat boy, and I don't think he's, he's really a bully. A he just has a, a, an incomprehensible relationship with Charlie. He's I, definitely hold a bully. On. I no. love the description of Evil Ed as an incomprehensible sequence of actions. <laughs> <laughs> Incarnate. That's that all is, he is. That is exactly perfect. But the thing you're not capturing, and that's with great, that is his impossibly weird delivery. Yes. It's so good. It's so Every, good. You have to have this in this movie. No. If if his character, and I would use, I just copy paste that, this argument for Peter Vincent. If this character is not in this movie, then it's not going to be entertaining and a classic. Guaranteed. Fully? Everything that people talk about, about this movie, there are two things. It's, you're so cool, Brewster. I can't stand it. And it's the scene where he is laughing maniacally in honestly terrible delivery while the bus, or the Jeep is going away. That Those are the two top two things for sure. With the and shape both of a evil cross Ed. on his forehead? Because he got burned. They're both evil Ed. He that, owns this the, fucking movie. The it's, scar on his forehead moves around in such a wild manner. This movie's great. It's really hard to do makeup, Jack. Yeah, dude. <laughs> You talked about line delivery, Mark. I agree with you that the line delivery is what sells it, but all of the line deliveries in this movie are absolutely buck wild. I think you just confused me with Jake. Just so no, no, you you said his line delivery was absurd, and that's why you thought it was funny. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, And I I want to agree with that. I don't think it's I don't think his is 
any more absurd than like the average line delivery of this film. Oh, that's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> because the, this film has <laughs> the worst line delivery I think I've ever seen in a movie before when the vampire says, if you ever want to see, you have to come here and do this no. if you ever want to see Amy. And then he turns around and then he turns back and says, again. That, this is what this is so he forgot weird. to give the end of his line this is so i cannot believe you would go so far as say this is the worst line delivery ever dude this is it's, have you are you it, aware it of the movies like you've watched? forgot to, jack jack you've you've killed too many brain cells dude i actually maybe am kind of in the same boat as jack on this one evil ed is the weirdest slash worst character we have seen on film is <laughs> in the this is the worst character he's yes. it's not no. He's, what? He's, a he's certainly memorable. We've watched, we've watched full movies that none of the characters are as much as Evil Ed. None. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. They're not as much. Evil Ed is all is of too it, much? Is indiscriminate in all the things he is. Like, second to Evil Ed is Andy Serkis in that bullshit World War One. Fucking movie. <laughs> love that, too. <laughs> this might be the oh most subjective God. thing I've ever heard. So I'm glad we're in what the movie does wrong because we're in what Ed. the movie does right. <laughs> okay, let's get to something you guys will agree with because clearly you don't have good effects. Taste. You're about to talk effects. about practical. I'm about to talk about practical yes. effects. And what this yes. movie does is the first three quarters are apparently going to be a turnoff for many who haven't seen it and don't have <laughs> are like bad. Actually, no. Let me let me say one more piece before I get into effects. Actually, I think this is important because. I'm the one who has seen it. Both of you shockingly had not, and it really didn't hit you correctly, but as someone who had seen it as a kid, like there's, I guess, a soft spot there. There's some nostalgia factor for how crazy this is. It's like other movies from insert time period here that might not be good, but it just like hits you right. The 1870s. That's what this is. And I think it requires some amount of absurdity to like stick in your brain to where only that could scratch that itch. I think that's what this movie is doing. So now to get to the practical effects... When you get to that three-quarter mark and shit hits the fan, it really hits the fucking fan. And it starts with the impalement of Evil Ed as he's turned into a wolf. And they linger on that for a while. And it then they starts, continue. Hold on. It starts with his beautiful growing, glowing red eyes as a wolf. And as then just him getting wolf. suplexed onto a chandelier. <laughs> and then like a- wearing, then being a mostly nude human with a wolf mask on. It takes so <laughs> long to do that transition. Honestly, it's, you're right though. It is fucking awesome. It's <laughs> yes. one of my. It's it's in my all time favorite like wolf transition scenes. It might be second, even though it's a reverse transformation. Second. But I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah the reverse American transformation. Second, yeah, I mean, American Werewolf in London is forever going to be the best. This is my number two. Also, how many are on that list? There's like, I could I could name two. <laughs> and so this is the worst too. I mean, there's there's it's a the bunch, and they're not only horror, bunch, horror movies. Insert right? any other werewolf movie. The thing, the thing that these get the the thing that about werewolf Dean transformations wolf. is non horror movies do them too, right? Like four, I think Harry Potter movies have had wolf transformations. Fucking uh, Van Helsing is, I guess, arguably a horror movie. Had one of the dumbest werewolf transformations I can conceive of where the person rips uh, rips the human rips off their skin to reveal fur underneath their skin I think that's a um, blitz and trapper song well the, uh, for, I mean that, if you have two R's fur with two R's <laughs> fur thank you thank you for rolling it I appreciate that there are that. plenty of scenes in this movie that have a lot of effects in it and that's Honestly, what I took away from this on a first-time viewing, I also would absolutely want to laud the smoke machine operators. God bless them oh, yeah. throughout this entire thing. Normally, 
that's too much and I don't care for it, but wow, they went hard on the smoke machine budget here and it paid off. I love it. I it's, fucking love it. It's so great. Everything's so over the top and so fun. Even on the earlier scenes when all only his hands are transforming. Like there's a scene where the 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 vampire is he's like crossing his arms such that one hand is coming out. I'm moving away from the mic so I can show you guys what he's doing, but like it's coming out from underneath clearly just because he's holding an animatronic fake like claw hand and he's moving the fingers one by one. It's so well, weird and fun and insane and looks really it, it all it looks really look, practical. I mean, while really, yeah, while we're talking about like it, the the easy shortcuts for practical effects, it's been a long time since I've seen a movie where someone gets air quotes stabbed in the heart and the thing is just in between their arm yeah. and their chest. <laughs> it looks like the effects team had a really good time. See, Mark, yes. all the examples that you're bringing up are like, let me tell you about something that is objectively bad, which a few of those do exist. I in disagree. That movie. All of this is what I had in the movie does right. <laughs> so. That's the, that's the, funny the because that's like thing, for all the, the things in the that, arm thing is kind of dumb. But that's whatever, super dumb. Yeah. Like they, they did a lot of good things, and you're like, there was this one where he just held it in his arm. That's like my argument for that's just it's scratching an itch that you think is funny and cool. That's like my argument for why I like those characters that you guys hate. Yeah, effects across the board. Good. Good. Yeah. Even the green goo that's coming out. Can we? Uh, what? I. What is Billy? Is that his name? The other, the caretaker, the human. Oh God, slash I don't zombie care. Android. Dude, his death is sweet. He he melts like in fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark. What is he? He's a vampire too. He got bit like evil. Ed. He's a familiar. You would call him yeah, a familiar. Sorry, in familiar. A vampire, vampire and a familiar, lore. two different things. You guys are saying different stuff. He can go outside. He's not a vampire. Oh yeah, he's and he's not a familiar something. because he's... he got shot seven times and turned into green mush. So is he a robot? Yes. Is he a zombie? Dude. I think he's a familiar. You you don't he's know what familiar. familiars do. Familiars, familiars are humans. Just, familiars aren't. They are in the Blade universe. They aren't in traditional vampire lore. They are like they 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 can be half turned or not turned, but they can be cursed. Jack turned. Turned for the tea, please. Excuse me. Thank you. I'm sorry, T Pain. I'm sorry. So he's a familiar in the traditional sense. But sure. even I don't some... know what he is, but he melts and there's green goo and it's cool. It's wonderful. Okay. That, it's this like is a movie real, for it... thinking that that you don't have to worry about what he is, dude. You're twistering this. You're doing Jack on Twister right now. Oh no! Yeah, don't put that evil. <laughs> well, on me. I know it's about to happen. <laughs> <sighs> don't worry about it. Nothing else. The movie We're gonna review Twister after this movie. I don't think we've said that. And on uh, the pa- it's Pat be, cast. It's gonna be on the Pat cast, and that's why we keep talking about Twister. So I'm sorry that this has become the Twister. Cast. It's fine. We're more excited for that than this <laughs> the real Twister one. call ahead cast. Jack hated um, it. Wait, it's a I, I have. Take. I, I have one other... I I didn't hate everything about Twister. I just hated a whole lot about Twister. Stop. Talk about waste of fucking money and talent. Um, The other thing I hadn't does right is this movie is so tongue-in-cheek that they reference, like, the the horror genre and other films in the horror genre every goddamn chance they get. It's always a reference to Friday the 13th with the, like, line I introduced Mark with, or a movie that we had the benefit of watching thanks to our noted pervert patreon member larry uh orgy of the dead they reference orgy of the damned so much but they they call it orgy of the damned but they reference orgy of the dead like three times in this too are we positive those aren't the same or aren't different movies are the uh, same i movie? looked up orgy of the damned it doesn't appear to be a movie okay no they just reference things that are very similar to actual movies video nasty but, there, but there's so many things that are like callbacks to you know horror things that exist like this is a, a pretty early example of like 
being deep in the lore of horror as it existed. I would have loved a Crispin uh, cameo. That would have been fun. (laughs) I think we've talked about all that does right. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, I do want to put in a little bit of a plug here that the the neighbors moving in next door and there's something wrong with them is a great trope that we have not watched any other movies. Oh, I'll pick one the next time, though, then. That's the best one. We must have. The Burbs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's the best. I mean... The Burbs rules. Yeah, I'll pick it next. But time. it's it's a great it's a great tro- all I'm saying is it's a great trope. It's a great story to like a narrative structure yeah. thing. Uh, you know, it's very rear window. There's a lot of rear window in here too. Actually, while you're talking about other movie references, so you like shit where the neighbors have this thing about them. I'm just I'm not saying I love them. Is I'm that just why saying Summer of '84 works so well for you? Seemingly, and yeah, Summer of '84 is fucking fantastic. Horror-ish. It's a, it's a seemingly undrilled well in in the realm of horror, except for these like few. I mean, we just is named four really, movies that span about sixty years. It so. could be blind spots. I don't know. I hope it is. Could be. I hope it is. That's all. That's it's probably all not even on the list right. yet. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I don't think middle. they do a good job with that concept. I think they do. I, I don't enjoy the way it plays out. Like the whole nobody believes him, but the police like they send an actual detective to go walk around the house and laugh at the kid while the guy shows him his garbage. Like it doesn't it it's not executed well at all. I I mean that part's stupid and they play up how dumb Charlie is for being like, Yeah, he's a vampire, go check. <laughs> That's what cops do. But like also, everyone in the movie is right to think Charlie's a dumbass because he's a dumbass and unlikable. Right. Yeah, he's he's a stupid kid who doesn't know how to like make a point. It's actually very not. realistic in that regard. <laughs> but you wouldn't like. I don't know why they send someone to the house. Uh. Because he said, "I have a tip on the murder spree that is current bef- currently befalling our town," and they were like, "Cool, we'll send the lead detective out to talk to you right now." <laughs> and then he was like, "I'm going to show you this devilishly handsome gentleman. He's asleep in his basement de- next door, and he has the murder victim in his teeth still." That's not how things work, dude. I don't have it. I don't have anything in does middle. I had Peter Vincent in does middle. Why oh, did you I have, have him? Hard in does middle? wrong. Oh God, he's so good. He's <laughs> so hard this does would be right. A good bridge topic. So it's funny, actually. We have a hard does right, hard does wrong, and a middle. This is, I think, a first <laughs> for a character. This is no, absolutely not a first. This is absolutely a first. This is absolutely a first episode. When? When? When have we ever been this split on a character? There a, was a good middle and bad. On a cast, yes, we've had we've had stuff happened. in good, middle, and bad. I can't no. remember the last time. Pick we had it. A You're the ones that listen to the podcast. <laughs> Being very aggressive, <laughs> You're aggressive. You're I feel very threatened. defensive about this movie, Jake. Jack, Jack, Jack. <laughs> quick. No one should be disliking of this movie. Jack, is Idaho a stand your ground state? I just need to know for reference. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case. <laughs> the answer is yes. Mark, take a take a wild fucking guess. As yeah, it's Idaho. Idaho's a stand your ground state. <laughs> Cl- Castle doctrine. um okay i had peter vincent i had peter vincent in does middle because he is great his his character arc in this movie is actually pretty interesting i i think it's 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 like vaud it's vaudevillian in its in its execution like he's so over the top character acting to the point where his whole character, his makeup seems to be that they just took him by the heel and dipped him in whatever powder they used to make the wigs from the Revolutionary Era with. Mm-hmm. Like he's just he just has a sheen of white about him yep. at all times. Yeah. But he also goes through this interesting like develop. I mean, it's it's rudimentary, but it's it's an interesting development of his character where he goes from basically being this 
capitalistic shill who's just in it for the money to legitimately believing vampires finding his power. Yeah, and then he his becomes, faith. Sorry, he has he now yeah. has faith in the cross, which whatever we're not getting into we're not that getting into things. that. <clears throat> but I'd like know, to because of how stupid it is. He actually <laughs> we're not getting into it. <laughs> he actually becomes a relatively interesting character by the end. I would say that he is more the protagonist of this movie than Charlie. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yes. What? I, so I, so I, the arc of his character is interesting. It's what pulls this whole movie together from an immersion standpoint because God knows Charlie's not. And on the other side, yeah, it's he's also Ed. damn near impossible to watch because of how arch he is at all times. No, he's perfect. What what <laughs> Vin, what validates my view about the way you just described that? <laughs> hold on, is hold on. A Selection critical, bias. It's that a critical <laughs> element of what you like about his character arc, neither of you want to talk about because of how stupid it is. What's that? The faith the, part. The faith thing. That is the that is the motivating factor in his change. That's what affects the change. That's what that's what drives his character to like become an effective so protagonist. I the specific... View... Hold on. Shut up, Jake. The specific wow. thing that I don't <laughs> want to talk about is Weird. Christian faith. Yeah. Okay? If we're talking more about the general aspect of faith in regard to a power of a symbol over a vampire, then that seems a little bit more interesting. It, it represents his change from being the, the guy who was on Fright Night TV theater to the guy who actually knows vampires are real and actually has to fight them. It's sure. this transition from a guy who's not named Peter Vincent to the guy who is Peter Vincent. The way that, yeah, the way that it plays out in this movie, this isn't going to satisfy Jack, but this is how it hits me is that his the faith that he gains is faith in himself and like the cross is still the symbol because vampires and like that's what you have it's faith in himself as being able to do this like he finds his internal strength to like stand up to all this shit and he's not just a fraud that's how it feels when i'm watching the movie i understand that it is literally using the christian symbol for faith and that's the whole backstory there however it's how it hits you man boom Lamisma Onda on that one, Jake and the, I. The whole thing does not work for me. His whole thing, because like I don't, they don't do a good enough job explaining. Like, was he hired onto this show because he believed in vampires and hunting vampires? Like, it just seems like he's an actor who doesn't believe in anything. Who then always did believe in it, but was disillusioned by Hollywood. But then comes back around to believe in it. It's, I got it's the just... sense that he was starting off as like <clears throat> not quite a con artist, but kind of adjacent to one, uh, similar to how all ghost hunting shows are. But then over time, like if you were to interview any of those ghost hunters on A and E or the History Channel or whatever, they would know a fuck of a lot more about ghost hunting than any of us. So, what in do you a mean world... about ghost hunting, though? What, what That's the fuck what... do you mean about ghost hunting? So you know, in a world where vampires ostensibly don't exist to the mass pro uh, public, but also there is a vampire here and they follow the same rules. This guy has started his career based around a, a piece of like pop culture iconography that he has studied meticulously for years and now understands, even though he always believed it to be false. And now he has demonstrable proof, proof that it is real and he can, now now he knows he actually is an expert in vampire hunting, even though he never thought he was. 
Well, see, that's kind of interesting. Now, now you've taken it outside of the realm of the ghost hunters because they have done no research into anything. They have no body of knowledge that is in any way useful at all except for how to scam people. Okay, so pretend that I didn't bring that up, which is a, <laughs> a, a tactic I'm going to need you to employ frequently on this podcast. <laughs> but, I, I don't know, his character just did not work for me. I didn't ever like him being on screen. I mean, Jack, I notably, it. I had him in Does Metal. I don't fully disagree with you. He is, especially at the beginning of this movie, a very a strange character and hard to watch. But at the end, he is the reason that this movie works as a whole. That and Evil Ed. No. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a moment. We've already do talked we about have, it. Do we we've, have oh, anything Notably, else? we've no, already talked about Evil Ed. No, no. We're, we're, we've tra- I'm talking about what why he's in what it does wrong. We're in now does wrong. Mark, That's you fine. and I, now let's gang up on Jake about Evil Ed. Yeah, talk about Evil Ed. Mother okay. fuck. So, so, okay. He's here's, the best. Here's where I landed. I Evil Ed's character is necessary. It's a necessary Evil Ed. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't laugh at your own <laughs> jokes. It's twice tonight. Don't laugh at your own joke. He's done this <laughs> off air already tonight. I can't do it. Hey, someone's gotta. <laughs> Come um, on, again, you said the same <laughs> shit when I called you out the first time. <laughs> fuck. You weren't engaging with me. No, I was not. Um, we need a goofy, weird character. Like, that is an important archetype to have in the background of this. Evil Ed is both written poorly and Performed executed poorly. <laughs> so poorly. He's so yeah. good. It, in a way, I get what you're saying because no, he, is he is easily the most watchable. memorable thing about yes. this movie, aside from how devilishly handsome and charismatic Chris Sarandon uh, is. Yeah. No, uh, club scene is the most memorable thing about this no, movie. No, 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 it's all evil Ed. I honestly, in, in five years from now, I will probably remember the remake more than this. <laughs> so I don't oh, yeah, like no, it. No, I, the remake's good. <laughs> yeah, the remake's Like this good. one. I feel like no, you need to watch off. <laughs> I feel like you need to watch it. This is good. It's not good. It's good. It's fun, but it's not good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's a good horror movie. I think it's it's. it's I really, really wish I remembered the the three pillars of how a movie can be good uh, that I was trying to devise a while ago. You can be an actual good film. You can be entertaining, or you can be like a set piece thing. This is definitely one of those three. Yeah. It is definitely entertaining, but it is not good film, and it has some set pieces in it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's one and a half of those three. Okay, some of it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I I will say we didn't really I don't know where to put this in because it's kind of all of it, but the arc of this movie was very interesting to me. I watched it across two days just because of I you know I had my kid and my wife was working this week, so I was only really able to watch about an hour of it at a time, and. Man, the second half of this movie is way the fuck stronger than the first half of this movie. Yeah, I don't know if it was just the men, the like the mind space yeah. I was in or not, but like sitting down no, I agree. to the second half of this movie, I was like, okay, I got to finish this thing. And then as soon as it started, from when basically I ended it right after the club scene, and from then on, well, I was, I was say, like, the, the club scene oh, is damn. the dividing line. I stopped at the club scene because I was too irritated to continue watching it. I with cannot any kind believe of you mind. experienced that level with this movie, dude. It was just like I don't want to. I don't want to be unreal. watching this right now. It's the first part's kind of boring. The only thing in the first oh hour of the God. movie that's a, that's like noteworthy is when he gets his hand stabbed with a pencil and turns into a full like bat creature. That thing's that's pretty cool. Jesus and then the club Christ. scene happens, and three different times I watched it over the course of one night, but it took me like four and a half hours because I kept like come. I was like, I'll just like play a game or do something, watch something else, and then I'd like turn it back on and I'd watch 
I don't know, four minutes of the club scene, I'd be like, I can't, I can't, nope, going back to do the other thing I was doing. And then I'd give it like a half an hour, and I'd come back, and I'd try, and another four minutes of that club scene, I'd be like, this is just interminable. Nope, okay, try again later. Yeah, the weird thing about time capsules is uh, sexual dynamics from 30 years ago are different. Very different. Yeah. I don't, yeah. This couldn't At have been time, good it was in the very 80s, cool though. for someone who was playing a 17-year-old to get wildly Jack, seduced and date raped Jack, by someone I, I really want to agree with you but I'm not sure that much consideration would have been given in the 80s yeah goddamn. there yeah. is a substantial amount of cocaine on the pages of this script originally oh lord <laughs> well, well we're in Such hard dose wrong let's just talk about that whole club scene because it's all very yeah, bad yeah that's that's something we can all agree Leon! on it's all bad it's, all bad. <laughs> it's way too long Is they're just <laughs> using weird licensed music that isn't good. Is Do you think they sunk too much money into that and they felt like they had to keep it? Yeah, committing I think statutory that's the, rape. That's the vibe the it's time. giving off for yeah. me. Yeah. The, the the whole yeah, the whole dancing sequence is probably 9 times too long. Yeah. I think honestly like the weird unforgivable part of it is the the reason I feel like it's that long is because I mean I'm I'm very much reading between the lines here so if I'm wrong then whatever, but I I think they <laughs> felt they needed to sexualize uh what's her name Barbara Amanda no Definitely Amanda not. Burse they needed to sexualize Amanda Burse in a way like the first half of the movie is set up around her being so chaste and pure and then this was like the scene where she comes out of her shell obviously she's being like hypnotized and, sedu- yeah, I, I, and what's seduced, weird about but- this movie is it wasn't enough for them to have statutory rape they had to remove consent in a number of ways cuz then they had to have him hypnotize her out of her free will and then also she says no on the dance floor and it keeps going like they're they're just like and hey, then she comes the back out of it and tries to run away and then he hypnotizes her again yeah, they're like, this is the 80s. How can we show a sexual scene where the woman, this is as non-consensual as is literally possible? Yeah, we <laughs> need to be double sure. But it's cool. This is for kids, right? You guys said it's for kids. <laughs> I did not say that. You both said that. <laughs> no, I said it's a I weird said it was movie for because it's like, students. thinks it's for kids, but it's is not. rated R. Like it's it, definitely it's, an R movie. Dude. It's written stupidly, and like it's written like it's for kids. The the payoffs are like they're for kids. The lines I, are I, like it's for kids. This is astonishing how much you hate this movie. Okay, I like this movie. What, what I didn't else? hate it. I didn't. What else it's do we have? Very what else stupid. do we have? Oh yeah, I want to go back to how bad Evil Ed's character. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> he's so good. The worst. It's, I'm just he's kidding. so I'm good. Just what nitpicks we've, we've do we beaten, have? We've beaten this horse, and I can't remember the PETA's thing for it. What are we supposed to do to a dead horse? Uh, feed a You're fed supposed horse. To feed Mark. the fed horse. Don't feed. Don't feed a fed <laughs> horse. We fed the dead horse. <laughs> Shoving food down his. We've been force dead, feeding this massaging dead horse. his throat. We, we killed four scones with two birds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> are we in nitpicks? Can I blow the whistle? Do it, blow dude. The fucking whistle. <laughs> Huh. This, this movie is on that on that line of being too stupid to nitpick, though. <laughs> I do like one of the first, not one of the first lines, when they're first scrapping around, and I'd referenced the scene earlier where he gets his hand stabbed with a pencil. Yeah, he says we wouldn't want to wake your mother, and then he immediately throws Charlie. I'm saying he, uh, Chris Sarandon's character, yes. JD, whatever the fuck. Sure. Uh, he says we wouldn't want to make throws your mother, him in the and closet. Then he throws him through the closet That's- door. <laughs> Dude, there's so much damage. <laughs> well, and when his mom does wake up, he's visibly sweaty and wearing slacks and a tucked-in collared shirt, and That's says, "I, I just woke in. up from a nightmare." And his mom's like, "Oh yeah, no problem." Although Three clocks ne- too early. Neat pick for Charlie, though. He can take a beating and, like, slough it off. That He can take a beating. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's he's a burgeoning 80s action hero. I yeah. don't think people in the 80s could get 
damaged on screen. It's so good. It it certainly is a thing. <laughs> Ain't that America? <laughs> I also like that they just throw in that he has a pachinko machine. What a random fucking prop that was that they decided to include. <laughs> he just has a pachinko yeah. machine on the for floor no reason. Of for his no room reason. That they only the writers focus of this movie had literally no idea shot. what was. I think it's just because one of the like PAs wanted a pachinko machine, so they bought it for this movie and then took it Dude. home. Dude, yeah, afterwards. but it gets broken. They break the glass on it. Well, you so can what fix good is that? It? You could fix that. It's it's written and directed by Tom Holland. Okay. Which is crazy that it took him, you know, another 30 years to grow up and then star as a teenager in Spider-Man. I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> I had to. Someone out there is laughing maniacally. I, it might be me. It's probably me listening <laughs> to this in the future. So, just so hey, everyone, Mark. just so everyone's aware, Tom Holland is all I think he's most well known for Child's Play. Yes. Okay, great. We did that. Also, he, is, he directed he, he directed Notable banger, thinner. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, and he is not the same Tom Holland, Thomas Holland, that is Spider-Man. Briefly. Briefly Notably. Spider-Man. He did write the 2011 Fright Night, though. What do you mean briefly I think Spider-Man? He, I think he has a writing credit on the 2011 Fright Night because he was a writer on this. and they So they took the script and then... They have to. Yes. Yeah, you, yes. union rules. Mm-hmm. I, he may have consulted on it, but I, I think the main reason for his writing credit there was that... like. He Mark, what do you mean Tom Holland was briefly Spider-Man? Wasn't he the Spider-Man for... No, oh, never mind. Andrew Garfield was the one for only one movie, right? No, two movies still. They made a sequel to that. There was? Yeah. The I Amazing Spider-Man 2? Very bad. Okay, well, fine. Tom Holland is the current and Wait, best Spider-Man. There? Fuck it, I don't know. I think there was. When was the Renaissance? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just want to leave. <laughs> what other nitpicks do we have? I don't care. I have a trip that I want to take to the A to Z Horror Legal Corner again. Okay, buddy. Uh, can you murder a vampire if they're already dead? Jack, how does that work in a court of law? Is this double jeopardy? Well... I mean, it would depend on whether a vampire would be legally classified as a person, right? The homicide is a killing of a person. So do you call a vampire a person? Or, as a member of the undead, do they not fit within that legal description? Is there some... There's going to be some kind of manslaughter variant for a killing of the undead? Or do they have uh, equal rights? Vamp slaughter. (laughs) So manslaughter and vamp slaughter are legally distinguished separate categories. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool, That's I it. got my answer. All right. <laughs> you got to end on that note. Sure. What, do you have infinite more nitpicks? No, that was it. We should go out. Let's go to ratings. I, I've already, the Why music is already playing. Way? The music is already playing. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. We, over at Z Horror, use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, the thing about Tim Robinson would write chunky talking. Well, don't talk! You can't talk! Chunky, the mouth on the... Don't come over by me! And for ten, the thing about Doc Ock would write how rare tritium is. Precious tritium is the fuel that makes this project go. There's only 25 pounds of it on the whole planet. Stories, the first category to rate these movies. Jake, this was your pick. Rate the thing for story. Yeah, I gave it a ten. Fuck off. Yeah, you're right. I gave it a four. The stories <laughs> were super simple. I mean, I got through that. I got through the plot, plot synopsis exceptionally quickly without breaking a sweat. And you guys said I didn't do anything really wrong. So I think that's 
sign of a very simple story. And simple can be okay, but here it's not really, even at this point in 1985, doing anything novel. I think what Mark pointed out was the neighbor piece is probably the most interesting part of what this has going on. There's an interesting wrinkle here and there with like the finding like strength in yourself, but we're kind of reaching. It's a little below average. And Jesus. And Jesus. They don't talk about Jesus though, so I'm cool with it. They just have him on a crucifix. Uh, I give us a two for story. Um, this <laughs> that's, is that's overly harsh, dude. No, like like yes, I said, like though the it, the protagonist's arc God. doesn't work at all for me in this. It's not who's the protagonist? E- pick one. It doesn't fucking matter. They're it's both evil bad. Ed. There isn't one. It's evil Ed. Even worse than it. it's a one. Tell no, me, evil Ed's the protagonist. I'm rating him one. No, it's two. He's a he's a he's a dude. He's a tragic hero. Hold on, hold on. I'm going on a deep dive of the movie. The other movies that Jack has given. It, this a is two, an astonishing two, 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 dude. It's unbelievable. It's You're very poorly this. written. It is a very is, poorly written. This movie. is terrible. You're terrible. This is a other very movies. Movie. Other movies that Jack has given a two to. I need to pivot this. This is impossible to read. Is Okay, here we go. Thanks Killing. Oh my god. Yep. Oh my god. No, this is as well written as Thanks Killing. Oh my god. So, dude, Mark help. <laughs> the Lazarus effect. Help. Accurate? No. He's, and Nightbreed, which is an interesting one to mix in there. He's soapboxing right now. Help. Yeah, this is the this is wrong. Jack. Look, th- there are no well-written characters in this movie and the story is nothing. Oh, oh, oh. and Boo. Oh God! And dude. boo! <laughs> oh my God! I think all these belong together. It's there. There's no. <laughs> no, you don't. I if have... I I gave you I gave you a I gave you a like a what was what was this the Karnak Karnak the psychic? I gave you an envelope <laughs> and it was just like, <laughs> what do Nightbreed boo the Lazarus effect and Thanks Killing and Fright Night 1985 have in common? And you would open it up and you'd be like, oh, story rating is two. I would say they're no one all would laugh poorly written. It's a poorly written movie. Mark. This is, uh, <laughs> this is yeah, phenomenally bad take. I gave it, I guess, the highest score of oh, all. God. Of us. I gave it a five and a half. Very bad Andy rating. Dalton. Very bad I, rating. I went straight up Andy Dalton on this one. And I think the thing that really won me over here was how strong the second half was. It's notable uh, how much more invested I was as the movie evolved, especially... It probably was a boon for me overall to have a full day, a full twenty-four hours between <laughs> yeah. the club scene. You and got to the think of the second it. half as a different thing, a different experience. Yeah, and I mean, almost, that's that's kind of an interesting thought experiment too, though, right? Is that really the whole the service of the first bit of the movie is to just set up the second bit of the movie, and the second bit of the movie was fucking awesome, and they included well. just enough. They included just enough like twists and turns to keep it interesting and throw a bunch of special effects at you. It's simple enough to set it up and then get out of the way, and that's what a good story does. So, I mean, it's not really doing anything great on the story factor, but whatever. It's average. It's it's not it's not upsetting, and it's not great. So, dead center. <laughs> I'm the highest somehow. Here we go. <laughs> world building immersion. Our second score, Jake. What's your world building immersion? I think score? this is where it's going to start to get interesting. Um. I gave this score a seven, and it is kind of a tale of two halves, like Mark said. I I don't think half is really the right play here. I think that that club scene happens significantly further into the movie than we're giving it credit for. It's like it's like two thirds in the third. Yeah, uh, but the third, the last third is so strong. Like I hang with it in viewing it now. I hang with it until it 
delivers the payoff that I know it's going to deliver. And then I'm like, you know, hands up riding the roller coaster and it's great. And that delivers what is the a high score. Hold on. The now payoff very... is great practical effects that okay. were done by a team that had a hell of a lot of fun. I was confused where you were going with yeah, that. Yeah, that's the payoff in this movie. And I can get through the first part without too much of an injury to my psyche, which apparently is difficult for some other folks on this podcast. So I gave it a seven. <laughs> Jack was triggered. <laughs> I give very. it a five. What a snowflake. Oh, version. my God. Okay. I, th- I thought I this was going to be a 2-2. Two, two. No, they build a cool... They, I mean, they certainly build a very strange world, but they build a world. And then, as much as it is weird and off-putting, it all fits together in its insane 80s-ness. Like, it is absolute nonsense, but it all kind of coheses together in a way okay. that, like... you know what? It's, it's more than the sum of its parts. Okay, I don't like that you... Okay, I see what you're doing, and I, I understand. I don't know what you're saying, but he's okay. unpacked you, dude. He's got you. <laughs> no, I, I, no, 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 no. I understand. What? What do you understand? I understand. <laughs> don't worry about he's it. He's got you all unraveled, sir. Yeah, I gave, I it, gave it a I, six and a half. I have almost nothing to add to this conversation. It's an immersive, fun movie to watch. You should go watch it. Whatever. Good. Six and a half. Scare factor, Jake. Yeah, three. It's not really a scary movie. There's some cool practical effect gore type stuff that happens near the end. A bit of tension with the neighbor thing. If oh, I see. You. I see what you're doing. Exactly. Do you? <laughs> I understand. No, he, I understand. It is, he's really gotten wink. into my head with that. You know what? He really did get into my head with that. <laughs> it's three. Uh, I gave it a three as well. Um, lack of consent is actually pretty terrifying, and they yeah, went that out might of their be the scariest part. Consent in every way possible. So, Mark. Four, we're all. I mean, all in the same boat. It's not particularly scary. I do think that, like, if you were to show this to a kid which I think is the test that we're running at this point where you're kind of differentiating between like a two or three and a four, the, the body horror of it all, the transformations that you see here, evil Ed turning into that like crazy wolf creature well, thing with the teeth coming out and the burns cross on his forehead forehead. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's kind of whack looking. And then actually like, I don't think we, we didn't pause on it for too long and that doesn't break my heart or anything, but the evil Ed death sequence with the wolf is actually like so elongated pretty, that pretty it's disturbing. Agonizing. Yeah, it's that's like a hell of a thing. It's actually. quite disturbing. Yeah, yeah. as he Mark slowly also bleeds definitely to death. talked about how long they linger on that for. And and we both no, we both like, mentioned it, but I just want to like linger. And Vincent is crying. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot, man. It's a lot because you know he just he just murdered a teenager. I actually like I well, like kind of, but he's like he with has a wolf the whole head. time. The whole time he has like that hunched shoulder, like I hate this and I'm scared, like disgusted look because he's also disgusted with what's happening. I love him, dude. I would great. like to know what the direction was at that point. Like, this is you coming to terms with your own ability to be a vampire hunter, or this is you coming to terms with the fact that you just murdered a child. It's you coming to terms with the fact that you just murdered a child. Maybe. Yes. Okay. Hundy. Hundy. Yeah. Okay. But it was a wolf. Nah. I don't, I don't buy it. Scare, uh, world uh, no <sighs> effects or judicious lack thereof is our penultimate category. Jake, what is your effects? It took me three tries. But I'm going to do that in a second, but I do have to read a bit of Imdaba trivia because it's interesting. It's about Peter Vincent that I remembered having read a while ago. It says, although the part of Peter Vincent was based upon and originally written for Vincent Price to play. Makes sense. Roddy McDowell decided Peter Vincent was not in the same league as Price. My part is that of an old ham actor. I mean, a dreadful actor. McDowell commented in 1985, interview with Monsterland magazine. There you go. That's what he was written to be. Awful. 
Yeah, it's like you set out to wait. Portray. You set out to character. make a bad movie and you make a bad. Yeah. Movie. Okay. Whatever. I don't care, dude. Fuck you. There's a line there. There's <laughs> what a am line I supposed that we, to? Do? We haven't figured out the good test to differentiate yeah. between those two. This things. one's good. They did the good this thing. This one is good. <laughs> what? 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 What am I doing right now? Tell I'm not me. comfortable with our test. I so I gave. I've waxed poetic about it, but I'm giving effects and or do just it's not that. I'm giving effects an eight in this movie. I think that they look really good. There are a couple of notable exceptions. I think the biggest one is that it's a disappointing death for our main vampire, in my opinion. Like you get some pyrotechnics and like there's the bat on the wall as he gets hung up and all that stuff. Gets shotgunned across the room by a beam but of light. The, uh, both Evil Ed and whatever the fuck his main minion's name was, both of those were superior deaths from an effects standpoint. And that just doesn't sit right with me. And we had there was there were some janky things also. I think one of them came into play there where there was some like sweepy like post green light things happening. Didn't look good. The the redeeming factor of the end scene is how interesting they do like the shaft lighting. Where okay. it's it's very directional and like three dimensional in that. Yeah, style. I mean it's 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 a cool set piece, but but to your point, yeah, he just gets hit by a beam of light and bursts into flames and then explodes into a crazy weird bat skeleton. Yeah, I mean the they had a bat. The only cool. part that was pra- there were some yes, but the practical there was like put a bat skeleton on a wall and like light Roman candles and shit. Like it's cool and I can tell they had fun, but it didn't look as good as the other stuff. Agreed. I, it should have looked the best. That's why totally I'm talking. I agree it. with Jake, except I gave it a seven. I think the stuff that just didn't look great hit me a little harder. And when I'm not enjoying it as much as you were throughout, like the the effects that are great just don't don't carry me through as much. But they do do a fantastic job. It's clear they're having a ton of fun. I love, like I said, I, I love the kind of stuff where it's like he's holding the animatronic hand underneath his other arm and wiggling the fingers. It's just delightful in scenes that don't need it. It's that stuff is wonderful. Uh, seven, Mark. Yeah, I love going third. I gave it a seven and a half. <laughs> I, I don't really have anything to add here except cool props. This is a good props movie. There's a lot yeah. of like stuff that people are holding or carrying, like you know, on their back. So many or things they're holding. Things in the background. Well, seriously though, like sure. a lot of work goes into that, and there are a lot of movies that do more minimalistic approaches, and this is not minimalistic from a prop standpoint. So that's what I would highlight as the person who's going third and is justifying his stance as having circled the wagons it's <laughs> so gonna lead us into overall jake what's your overall score uh you know there were gonna be synergies from my score uh i gave this a seven Ten. overall <laughs> seven i'm currently terrified and don't know if i can continue because there's a spider in this room and mark is going to need to take care of it i don't i can't jack hold on <laughs> i Okay, we've handled that catastrophe, so we're we're back. I I had just given this a seven overall. This is obviously a synergistic sort of thing for me. A lot of nostalgia factor here, and that's the driving force. I think this is a classic. Obviously, there are going to be different opinions from people who haven't seen it before, but still, it is a fun look back at what '80s horror was, warts and all. And it really is an effects-heavy movie, which I think is a cool thing to go back and check out. Yeah, I gave it a four, which is a tribute to how good the effects in this movie are, because it's oh my God. not enjoyable so synergistic from still. any other perspective. Uh, it's Like I said at the beginning, it's like, this movie exemplifies what was wrong with the 80s, and but also gets and practical right. effects very right. That's right. Um, That's what one of the things that was right about the 80s. It's right and wrong. But that was also right about the 70s. Like, that was not unique to the 80s. So this movie uniquely identifies what was wrong with the 80s. Mark. Yeah. I gave it a six. And 
in retrospect, now I'm going back to see what we all gave American Werewolf in London. Why would you compare these two? Yeah, Jesus. Because of the werewolf scene? And 80s Uh, movies, but... I think we should compare... Honestly, my comparison, and I thought this was going to be a more interesting question before we started this, was which 80s vampire movie would you go with, this or Lost Boys? Ooh, where'd Lost Boys come in? Yeah, what did I? I was Lost I was gonna Boys. throw out the Frighteners. The Frighteners seems very similar to this too. We haven't reviewed it. Yeah, is the, um, the Frighteners is like the best poster, like the biggest delta between poster quality and movie quality. Right? I think that movie is probably the worst. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Frighteners so good. The poster is so good. We were all much closer on the Lost Boys in the five to six and a half range. See, I would take this movie over Lost Boys. American but... Werewolf in London. You guys were way higher on in the nine range, and I gave yep. it a six overall. I mean, American and Werewolf in London is like one of my favorites. Where I would put American Werewolf in London and this in like pretty close to the same category. I'd Werewolf, watch American, American Werewolf, Werewolf in London. London is orders of magnitude better than Practical this. Practical effects, agree. heavy 80s movies. Yes, but I that like one is well movie. written and fun and not infuriatingly stupid. I like this movie, but it's kind of like a junk food like, and I love American Werewolf in London. Okay, that's fair. I, maybe I just need to go back and rewatch American Werewolf in London because that was also a first time watch for me, and I think you guys had seen it hundreds of times. I think there's also like with I've any of these, there's a bit dozens. of a nostalgia factor. There's a bit of a nostalgia factor. We should move on. I mean, we're kind of there with our penultimate thing that we have to say on this podcast. It's our last category or thing. The actual segment is who would this be for? Shout out to our friends over at the Who the Hell Is This For podcast. <laughs> should we just call this segment Who the Hell Would This Be For? Let's do it. For who it the hell? Branded. For whom the hell would this be? Mark. Yeah. For whom the hell? You still, you tried your best, but you still be? ended your sentence with a preposition. For, <laughs> for whom the hell? We tell you for? now. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, you're, like, you're like, you're uh, like, fucking uh, Paul McCartney in the James in Live and Let Die, but in this ever-changing world in which we live in. Fucking most infuriating line in all of pop yep. music. Yep. There's so many le- like words and letters there. It's so anyway, bad. It's th- honestly. So- Fuck. After this bullshit podcast that has only made me sad, I feel like this movie is for people who have some nostalgia in their hearts and want to go back and watch it. I don't know if this is for your modern day kids, for your fucking rocket power watching. I haven't seen this, people. <laughs> rocket power okay. watching. Very, very, very weird Venn diagram that you're drawing here of people who have watched <laughs> Rocket Power and of people who don't like this movie. Yeah, dude. You know? And I now, I've now I'm drawing rocket a power. similar Venn diagram. This movie is for people who watched wa- Rocket Power when they were kids and decided that sucked. Then they can go back and watch this and learn how to. So that's not true. Not have consent. I like Rocket Power. Yeah, Rocket Power was banging. Yes, yeah. I think so. I like this yeah, too. I like both. To continue this. I'm going to say you should watch this movie if you liked Rocco's Modern Life. Okay? Yeah, I agree with that. Depressing fucking... What? <laughs> <laughs> or if you liked Hey Arnold. Oh, I loved Hey Well, Arnold. no, it's Hey Arnold is brilliantly life. written. Exactly. And that's where we should end our episode. <laughs> I am very confused. Let's leave. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a nonsense take. It's a good movie. Everybody should watch this. It's an 80s classic. There you go. Boom. Nailed it. This has been episode... 225 of the A to Z Horrorcast. If you're still here hanging out with us and you like what we got going on, you might want to consider going over to A to Z Horror.com to check out everything else. Pretty much just the horror release roundup at this point, let's be honest. Or you can check out any of our social media channels. Those links are down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, right now, all of the money that we are getting from Patreon members is going to Feeding America. You're going to get great perks. 
but you're going to note that money's going somewhere good. So, hey, if you're here listening to this, you're probably a good candidate for being someone who might be interested in that sort of thing. So give it a give it a thought, huh? As always, the music is coming at you from Super Bear. There are links down there in the description below as well. And next week, we're moving on to Jack's, I believe, second pick of this current crop because, you know, time flies or whatever. It's going to be tone deaf, and that's going to be coming at you at some point one week from today. And as I say this, I like am wondering when that's going to be. It's like 2025. September. Happy Labor Day, everybody. 2028. Hey. <laughs> I don't. I can't say a lot here at this particular moment, but I could just say a a, a, a moderate uh, obsequious hey. Uh, until next time. I wish you were obsequious. Get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great eh, everybody. I had to get down to the note, man. He lives his life a quarter mile at a time. Yeah, Jack, just relax, me. dude. You're the one wearing the banana shirt. Just fucking chill out. Okay. I'm wearing a banana shirt. Yeah, you need to go back to it's, island time. 